0: Welcome to the Surviving the Day podcast, where we share the everyday living experience of survivors. Thank you a ton for listening. I'm your host Megan Doherty. I'm a brain tumor survivor. In each episode, I welcome guests who will share their smile approach to living beyond the crisis, and sometimes I share my own insights, understanding, and awareness. And my love for coffee, poetry, pets, and fitness. All stories are told with a positive twist. I hope listening will help you discover your own smile story. So this one is more on a personal view I have of communication. There are many ways that different people communicate with each other, and there are many ways that different species communicate with each other. Some people are very perceptive and aware of body language, tone, and looking at the entire situation, empathy, and feelings. That to me is a whole other language on a different level. Which is very good to have if you are lacking one of the five senses. Animals speak in languages that we haven't fully understood yet. People have different languages and different types of writing and different ways, appearances. But then it goes deeper into unspoken languages like my best friend Megan also, and I have all the time just unspoken languages of just looks or a deep sigh or body language. It is best to communicate with people face to face because of all these other types of communication. And the feelings that you get from all of these things that come together. This is under my perspective and experiences and books. Communication for the hearing impaired is mostly sign language and reading, although lip reading and body language also play a big part. Braille and verbal are for the blind, but also body movements. If one of your senses isn't there, you tend to make up for it in other ways that are possible where your senses that are there kind of become superpowers. For my personal view, body language can be a language that can be used across the board for pretty much anything. And it can tell you more than the wording alone. You just have to be in tune with the subject and the feelings that come from the subject. When I first had the Satanism, I couldn't talk. And not that I fully remember, but I'm 99.9% sure I can write either. And it's still to the point where people cannot fully read me with my emotions because sometimes they cloud my language or my thoughts or how I really feel. Communication has to be more than just looking at a surface. It's more than just even 3D, because it's more sight, taste, feeling, everything around you. So I guess that would make it more 4D than anything. Communication also has to do with the thought pattern of the people who are communicating. Today, we seem in general a little bit less interested in reading into how other people work and their brain and their function and what they think of first or last or how long it takes them to really grasp an idea and this lack of understanding can actually make it harder to communicate to where sometimes you just fear how others will react by what you say not necessarily the meaning in your heart, but the actual words and the communication that you use. Which is personally why I'm really good at reading people, but sometimes it's hard to be in a conversation and I find that very difficult. Everybody's brain works at a different speed and sometimes it can be difficult to find respect and understanding in other people moments like those make it harder to communicate because you feel so much pressure on you for that and just because communication is difficult does not mean that you are less intelligent than the other people that are it's just everybody has a different academically gifted area versus a learning disability area. In elementary school, I was both LD and AG. I am AG in math and LD in reading and writing and spelling. But because of this aneurysm and not being able to communicate as well with people in general, like even to now, I can't always think of the right words to say at the right time. I've actually become a bit more in tune with my emotions and the emotions around me. My problem with that would be the fact of verbalizing it. I become one of those when I feel other people are tense then I act a bit more standoffish. Now I'm sure that not all of that comes from brain trauma that's more of an age factor But the brain trauma would play part in my automatic reactions to the situation. But the one thing you have to really realize from those type of situations, it has to do with the context of the subject. Delivering the actual subject in the conversations can also be difficult. That would have to do with the subject, but also more of your feelings. That doesn't really have to do with the language or the writing. That would have to do with your feelings and the feelings of the person who is receiving the information. Personally, if you overload me with too much information, either I will block you out or I will become irritated irritated with you and also with me because I can't contain all the information so to me it's easier to focus on the person versus the subject because I find people very very interesting and very entertaining communication is very important in our world So is showing empathy and understanding and listening to people and actually acknowledging what they say. I feel as people in general, we all look for acknowledgement. We all look for someone to actually get it, to understand. Versus feeling entirely alone in situations but also the feelings that come with what you are communicating. From my perspective, over the years communication has meant a lot Um, from all the way from when I had the aneurysm and waking up from it not being able to speak or anything, but also not really being able to process words, although I was in the hospital at the time, and it, I can't fully remember that, that how it felt at the time, so I can't really tell you everything that was going on in my head, but I can tell you that I am 99.9% sure, that my thought patterns that were going on in my head were not at the same level that they are now. And that is the other issue, the level of intelligence of the people that you are communicating with, the language that you use. being able to relate to the subjects that they're talking about. Here's something to think about. The subjects that they talk about doesn't necessarily render how intelligent you are. What it does is point your life Is justify what you see as important, what your life revolves around, what you have time for in your life. The regular human brain can hold a lot of information. once you have a brain and you have brain fog and you have been through brain trauma, then you are unable to contain as much information. Instead of having a brain like a sponge, your brain is like a brick. If you forget what people told you, it doesn't mean it wasn't important to you. It doesn't mean that you weren't listening to them. It just means that you forget. There is not really a rhyme or a reason to these things. It happens and it irritates you along with them but this is when you use ways to work it out. Ways of communication like writing yourself notes or leaving yourself notes on the phone, finding Simple ways to remember things like at a certain time on a certain day you have to take your pills or at a certain time on every day of the week wait for a call expect a call from this person. Routine is key. Repetitive is important. Motions are important to involve in decision making. It is complex at times to get in people's heads who have any kind of issue whether it be from alcohol, from drugs, or from brain trauma. It is difficult to get into anyone's head at times who does not have any of those issues. Everyone's life is different. Everyone's experiences are different. Any form of trauma comes from memories or emotions. And sometimes the best way to take these on is by listening and hearing and feeling for the person who is going through it. In some situations, one form of communication is not enough. Sometimes it is good to tell the person something and then text them later or write a note. It all depends on the person's mind and the person's past and how they take in the information. We need to take more time to learn from people how they take in the information, what languages they use as far as that goes. What form of communication is the best for every individual? Not that we always have to use the best form for the people, but in some situations where you really want them to know and to be able to grasp information, sometimes it is best to use the form that is best for the person. These are personal thoughts that come from my brain trauma and my experiences. And I hope that these thoughts help you guys to be able to look deeper into this kind of situation and to survive the day. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Surviving the day. Thanks, y'all, for listening to the Surviving the Day podcast. I hope it offered you insight and motivation to help you survive the day. If you like this podcast and would enjoy even more chat, coffee, poetry, and workout challenges, please subscribe and feel free to follow me on Facebook at Never Stop Trying Surviving the Day and Instagram, Never Stop Try N00. Also, if you feel so inclined, please feel free to donate to my podcast. You can find me on Buy Me Coffee. All links are shown in the notes. Thank you all very much and please enjoy surviving the day.